0: everyone. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Her Story, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me actor and producer, Laura Hunter Drago. Thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. Thanks for having me. Of course. How's your day so far? Uh, it's good. You know,
1: just... Sitting in my house like every other day of 2020,
0: <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, it's like, uh, the Truman show every day is just, it's like the Truman show and groundhog day wrapped into one. Right. That's what it feels like. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Have you seen, um, Palm Springs on Hulu? No, it I came don't out think- last month. So it's like a, it's it's sort of like an updated Groundhog Day. It's a really, it just came out and it's it. They like couldn't have timed their release better because it feels very much this year. Oh no! So I highly recommend. Is it too real? Screens. Is it too real though? Um, no, because it's a comedy and it's like oh. a romantic comedy. So it's 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 actually a pretty light film. But just that the repetitiveness, it, it works for this year. It's, oh it's a good gosh. vibe.
0: <laughs> so let's just get right into it. How did you get into production?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, it's kind of, I think, actually a common tale. Um, I started out as an actress and I um, went to New York University, lived in New York, did the whole Thing there of auditioning and um, moved to LA. Kept auditioning <laughs> um, and started getting frustrated and feeling like I wasn't doing what I wanted to creatively. And um, and then a lot of the women around me started getting into filmmaking, getting into production, or directing, or writing. And I was like, I can do that. Um, and so I did. Um, and I think it actually—it's weird that I uh, when I started out. With acting, and I started getting into film. I really loved being on set, and I loved like watching the behind-the-scenes stuff and and seeing what everybody's different jobs were. And I I should have probably like attached to that more. Like, oh, you really like this side <laughs> of things. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. So yeah, I started out as an actor and and then slid right into slid production up. over time.
0: You know, sometimes that's when you're not doing what you want to be doing in terms of uh like being cast in things and then you find yourself looking at breakdowns and you're like you know I I guess I fit this breakdown but do I want to be another like girlfriend and that's my whole story arc yeah Yeah. you're like is that I'm better than that let's write my own stuff what's your yeah you know no go ahead yeah (laughs)
1: um yeah no. I was gonna say that I so I kind of took during the process of making the last film that I made I I ended up taking like two years off of auditioning completely Mm. um and was fine with it but then ended up feeling like I was missing it a little bit and I got back on like the casting websites and stuff and I just remember the first couple weeks being like oh that's right this is why (laughs) this is so annoying because everything is like waitress with like two lines or a hooker or a mom that doesn't really have anything else going on. You know, it just is like, okay, well, I did this. I don't really know. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that, that shows that, you know, creating your own stories can be so rewarding in a, in a way that that is totally different than even finding your dream role. You're like, if, if you can create a role and then star in your own role, I keep thinking of like Lin-Manuel Randa. That's what he does. That's like, you know, like that, that type of thing where you're just like, fine, if you're not going to cast me, I'll do it myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's funny though, is that I always tell the story of, um, the movie I just worked on originally that was my chin was to like cast myself in one of the roles and then like the further we got into production I was like I don't have time to act in this <laughs> and then I realized I didn't really even want to act in it and I'm so mm. glad like looking back I like recast myself with a friend from college and I don't know I just don't think I could have even like you know most actors don't really like watching ourselves, and I ended up, like, spending so much time in, like, post-production and editing. I just think it would have driven <laughs> me crazy. Oh, my God. I have to watch myself that many times. And I just didn't really miss it, so it was kind of funny that, like, I it, originally it was this idea of, like, oh, this is a way I can, like, make something but also promote myself as an actor, and it, it just ended up being, like, I enjoyed so much more watching everybody else perform mm. and getting excited about the people that we were working with and seeing them doing what they wanted to do. I think that's the best part about producing is... And seeing other people get to do what they love, and yeah, giving them an opportunity to do it.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask, what is your favorite part of the production process? Yeah,
1: I, I think it is. It's that um, that feeling of I've given somebody else the chance to to do the thing that they're passionate about, and I've even had some women that I've worked with come back and say to me later oh, that we get another
0: job,
1: which is like that's thing to hear um and then I just I love being on set so like the couple days where you're actually like in production and and getting to be around everyone and just feeling like the energy and and seeing stuff kind of all come together is really my favorite that's the the part where I'm at home and like in like hours and hours of administrative tasks alone for years is my least favorite part (laughs) oh
0: I'm sure do you have uh people assisting you in in that post-production would you say a uh, oh are we cutting out okay yeah um do you have people assisting you in in the post-production aspect or is it primarily um you so i end up being sort of
1: the kind of like Focal point where I'm like dealing with, um, other people, but yeah, we had, we were working with editors and, and sound designers and I see, and, um, I see what you're saying was amazing. So yeah, I'm sort of just managing all the different moving parts and it ends up being that you're, you're dealing with so many things. And, and I think that's something, especially even like actors kind of forget in the process that like the producers has, has like a thousand things that they're dealing with, isn't necessarily having time to like devote to like just one, you're, you're juggling a whole bunch of stuff and your experience of the film. Like that was something for me as an actor, I didn't realize before producing was like, you know, you go to set as an actor, you have your day, you give your performance and that's sort of it for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the people who are behind the scenes working on the movie for like the next couple of years have lived with it for so long. It's a totally different experience for them. And um, it's just kind of funny, like people it, as an actor, I n- never realized how much work goes into like coming up with the perfect music for your performance and coming up with the perfect edit and color correction and just all sorts of things that make everything come together there's so many people involved by the end that you just it, it's really overwhelming
0: right right and especially in the like administrative role that you were you were saying where you're literally you're the contact point for everything Probably got fifteen thousand binders, right? Like, yeah. well, no, I have. I have
1: one that's extremely full, and it's like demolished. Actually, I was just because we just released the movie, um, I, and I kind of was like, I'm gonna put this on a shelf now, um, and I was laughing at like how just it's torn up three, three years, and it's like there's just so much in there that is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's also really fun and uh, oh. exciting. So
0: yeah, I'm sure what has been your experience as a woman in the industry so far Um, having to deal with all these people? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as an actor,
1: you know, I definitely went through all of the stereotypical weird (laughs) situations where, you know, you're at an audition and it feels really unsafe or, Mm. um, and then just, like we were saying the the types of opportunities that you get are not necessarily you know things that you really want to be doing i just like i i have a running joke about how many prostitute auditions i have been on i think it's just the blonde hair like it's just like that's just what you're you know it's like she can't be a mom but she could be a hooker and you just feel a little bit like okay well um uh, I guess that's what I'm doing. Um, oh. yeah, I mean, you just, I think it, even not just for women, but actors in general are not really in a position of power until they achieve some kind of fame. And even then I think it's a little bit less than people think. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, and then in, in, as far as production goes, I have been essentially working for myself um, for all of this. I'm not really, like, you know, I'm not on, like, a big set working as a producer at like, a small capacity or whatever. It's, it's, like, right. indie film where it's really just me. So that's been a totally different experience where I've kind of been the decision maker and really my goal with the production company that my friend Samantha Mocker and I formed is, um, is to create work for women. And the film that we just did is an all-female cast and creative team. And so mm. that's been more about me, like, trying to lift other people up. And, and so it's just a totally different experience because I, I kind of put myself in a power position versus mm-hmm. that actor thing of having to wait for somebody to give you permission. To, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's also, you're able to choose who you're going to work with. So Mm -hmm. that has a huge effect on, on just like workplace environment where you're not dealing with people who are going to question your decisions because of you being a young woman. Yeah. And, and most
1: of our set, you know, are people my age or younger. uh, Everybody's really excited. It's really great energy. We just, you know, even the people that I hadn't known all that well going into it ended up it all worked out really well. And, um, and that's something that like, um, I think is really important when you're picking people mm. to work with. Like, I, I try to make a point when I can, like this year, obviously it'd be really hard, but, um, of like taking people to coffee and just kind of getting a feel for the vibe and how they work with other people. Like uh, I wrote an article once about, um, a makeup artist, like looking for a makeup artist for a project, because I think Um, as an actor, I've experienced like that particular position is actually who you spend a lot of time with as a performer right before you go on. Yeah. And you're not really, everybody else is kind of busy. That's somebody who's like really focused on you and it can dramatically alter the way you feel about yourself and your experience for the day. And not just like their talent for doing makeup, which is obviously really important, but just the personality and having somebody that can kind of calm you down or have like a relaxed chat with you so that you're not going in stressed. Mm. Um, So that was a really big thing for me. We actually found this amazing girl, Francesca Martin, who now is like doing awesome stuff. Find her on Instagram. She's like shooting for Vogue and stuff. She's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Actually an amazing makeup artist. But I, I hired her at the time, mostly because she, I think she was relatively new in town and Um, she was just so cool and really nice and actually a ton of the actors told me afterwards like oh I had such a great conversation with her before I went on and it was just a really important I knew we would be so busy because it was this small project that like we had to have at least somebody that they could kind of connect with before going in so I think Mm -hmm. thinking about stuff like that that that's another thing I like about being a producer is being able to kind of like create that atmosphere and make sure that everybody's doing okay and
0: Yeah. Something specifically with like, uh, like costume and that kind of, and, and makeup, hair, uh, I, I don't want to generalize, but there are people out there who, while they're doing your makeup will be Mm -hmm. like, oh, we need to cover this part of you because Mm -hmm. it looks bad, especially on camera. And you're like,
1: yeah, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've, (laughs) <laughs>
1: I've had a lot of those experiences on set, um, where, and some people are great, but I have definitely had either like really weird boss up situation, like strange tension from the makeup trailer, or like you're saying, like they're commenting on your skin or your nose or, and it's like, let's just not like, <laughs> don't tell me that right before I have to go and be on camera
0: yeah and then same with like wardrobe they're like "Ooh, you should have probably lost 10 pounds before this shoot and you're like wow yeah i think you're actually a size eight like like little (laughs) yeah like 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 really rude about it they're like maybe you're like oh my god what oh my gosh yeah i didn't need to start my day
1: Yeah. body shaming
0: yeah like what, is, what is this <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to hear that there are producers out there like yourself who are actively working on on trying to create a better work environment for the people on set for your actors because that's just something that I feel like a lot of people don't even consider you know yeah you know I mean I think part of it comes from
1: being an actor and having had of the course. experiences but at the same time it's like you're literally the whole idea is that you need to create a situation where these people can perform to the best of their ability. So you're actually not just making their day better. You're, you're making your project better by having everybody be
0: kind and in a Mm -hmm. good mood. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you are the, uh, Ooh, words are kind of hard today. What's going on? You are the assistant editor in chief at Ms. in the biz. Can you tell us how you ended up with them and what the organization is all about?
1: Sure. Yeah. So that is the, Ms. Medez was founded by this awesome woman named Helena Santos, um, who's become a really good friend of mine. Um, and she started it, oh, like seven and a half years ago. And the site, we actually just archived it. Um, so now there's like, like thousands of articles and like 300 different writers that worked for the site over the wow. years. Wow. Um, over a million page views, um, all advice and tips for women entrepreneurs in the entertainment industry. so for everything from actors to producers to writers to script you know editors, uh, script readers, legal, anything that you could want if you want to be a filmmaker is seriously all on the site. so if you haven't ever checked it out, it's a really great one um, in terms of just getting advice from other people who are doing it yeah. But that was a really great experience for me and I owe like a debt of gratitude to them as far as like inspiring me to feel like I could produce. <laughs> and I've told Helena that I'm like, I, I don't think I would have done this stuff if I hadn't like been around this community of people that, um, that were really, a lot of them in the same situation, like had been actors for mm. a long time and, and started to transition and take a little bit mm. more control. And it was just really cool to see. And there's so many people from that group that are doing really awesome, Awesome film work. Mm,
0: I love that. That's so cool. That's such a great community to have. Uh, some something that I feel like isn't isn't always broadcast in the entertainment industry because it's it's uh, thought of to be as this like cutthroat, like only room for this girl or that girl, and it you know it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, I mean I just I wrote a piece for a website called Talkhouse a, a couple weeks ago that was sort of about that topic of like um you know I grew up doing like middle school and high school theater and and we were all so competitive with each other. Um and I think partially because especially uh, for women the roles when you know you get down to high school and the plays that can actually be licensed are limited and a lot of them are older just because of the way it works and so mm -hmm. yeah you go back 20 30 years essentially to get your material and if you think about like the way things have evolved well this this shift with women really didn't start hugely happening until a few years ago so you're not going to see that sort of like trickle down for a while. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, we were doing plays that had like three girls in them. Yeah. We had like 50 girls auditioning and then there'd be like six boys that auditioned and they all got part, you know, it's just like- right. So you just didn't have the, you know, you were set up to be competitive with each other. And then I think when I went to, to NYU for acting, there, there was a lot of that vibe still with people. I think everyone, there's so much stress, it's expensive. You know, you're getting, everyone tells you, even if they're not in the business everyone and their mother will be like if you say oh I want to be an actress they're like oh it's really competitive and so you just you're like okay Okay. you're like I guess
0: it's competitive (laughs) right
1: I have to like have this mindset and I think we grew up with like a lot of um you know a lot of media portrays the industry as as that sort of like audition and like girl breaks some girl's leg or whatever, like Sharpay um, in, in, yes. in and
0: high school musical. Yeah.
1: And it's like, yeah, there's definitely some of that, but it also, I think the longer you stay in, in the industry, the more you start finding people that are like, let's just help each other. Because honestly, there's so little you can do in terms of like, you can audition for the same role as your best friend and they're just going to pick the person that works for them. It has nothing to do with like Anything, yeah, talent, anything. There's not. There's so many factors with casting that's like you. You can't take it personally, and there's really Mm -hmm. no point in competing with each other because you should just all want each other to succeed. The more people around you that succeed, the more likely you are to. Absolutely. It's it's not like oh she she got this and now I can't get that, which is something I had to learn, Mm -hmm. um, and that took me a while. Yeah. So (laughs) I understand.
0: And I think it also it's something something that. I feel like drives that point home is a lot of times, I don't want to say a lot of times, sometimes I'll like, for instance, I thought I killed this one. I mean, I've never felt so good and I didn't get a call back. And then the worst audition of my life, I got a call back because I literally, my, my like vibe fit what they were looking for and like they could kind of see okay she just kind of is having a struggle best day and then you know it's so it has nothing to do with anyone else people have in mind what they want to cast and it has nothing to do with the person before or after you it does matter
1: the best thing that you can do really is just like go into it with a good attitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like that's sort of all you
1: have control. I mean, yeah, like know your lines, but like <laughs> I mean it's just there's so little that you can actually control. So mm. it's 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 needless to um to compete with right other people. And I do think um uh, that it can be really isolating as an actor. That's one of the, the things that I always found to be so hard about it. Like I'd be jealous of my friends that are like in bands because they have like a whole group of people to always sort of Yeah, communicate with and, and they can, you can just play music together. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, you look like a freak if you're like, I'm just going to monologue here by myself. (laughs) And so I always felt like, oh, this, this is like really isolating. Um, and, and it really wasn't until I like started forcing myself not to like network, like the LA idea of like networking, but to like actually network and meet people where we could help each other. And, connect with each other and commiserate about stuff that Mm -hmm. I, I started to like actually move forward in my career because all of a sudden I, I had people around me that like were inspiring me. I was doing things with them and it wasn't this like weird, like, you know, relationship where it's like one person is trying to get something out of somebody that's famous, you know, when you go to like an LA party and like everyone beelines for the CW star and it's like, what are you going to you know, you want his autograph? Like, (laughs) what is is that going to do? Like, go and meet the people that are going to be your peers, so you can help each other. I mean, meet the CW guy, but like, don't, don't make that the only, like, thing that's important to you when you're networking with other people.
0: Right, right, because then that also makes you, especially if you try to, like, network and be like, hey, like, uh, when's your next project? And they're like, I don't know, I'm an actor. Like, I don't know, I can't do anything for you in my position right now. What do you want me to do for you? <laughs> yeah, they have, they have no idea. I, I've also had, I've known friends that become
1: like series regulars or they book a big movie and suddenly everyone they know is like, oh, what can you, they literally can't do anything for you. Like, yeah. I'm sure they'd love to help, but like, if they're not like writing and producing something, there's little you know, until yeah. they're like Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sure he could get you in a movie if you became friends with him, but not your friend from college that, like, booked a... <laughs> it's just not... It just, I think it becomes really sad because then it makes it hard for that person to kind of maintain those relationships and it mm-hmm. feels a little bit... I think that's like, isolating too for people, so... Yeah,
0: like, who's just trying... Who's just being a leech? And And it's one thing if you're actually genuinely trying to reconnect with someone and be like, I love what you're doing. And this is what I'm doing. Can we do something else together? Like that's, you know, that's the way to approach it instead of being like, get me on your (laughs) show. (laughs) Why can't can't you get me on that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, why don't you tell us about this last project you've been talking about called To the New Girl?
1: Sure. Um, So To the New Girl is a feature film that I produced um, and that one of my best friends from high school wrote. Um, And it was originally a play of the same name that's been performed, I think it like, maybe, like, 30 different productions of it at this point, so it's been performed all over, like, New York, LA, Chicago, a lot of colleges, um, it's sort of similar in tone to, like, the vagina monologues, so Mm -hmm. 10 monologues for women, um, and they're all reading letters that they've written to the new woman in their ex's life, um, and so they kind of like run the gamut. We've got uh, everyone from like a young girl whose, whose boyfriend got her pregnant and now he's just MIA to an 83 year old woman whose husband has Alzheimer's and she's learned that he's fallen in love with someone at his nursing home. And, you know, he obviously has no idea because he, he can't remember her. So um, it's, it's all over the place in terms of, of tone and um, and casting. Uh, and it's, it's fun. It's a good, um, I would say like my dream for anybody watching it is like, if you've been through a breakup or a divorce and you just want to like sit down with your girlfriends and have the pint of Ben and Jerry's, (laughs) this is a great movie to watch. It's got, um, because it was, it started as a play. It has a like real theater vibe. We made it more of an open mic night. So it's got Mm. those like roots. We kind of kept, a lot of that um and we shot from the play script rather than creating a screenplay so it definitely still it Ooh. feels like a filmed theater but with with like the the bonus of having of the camera and the lighting and uh,
0: right right we're
1: trying to, i'm trying to like elevate this idea of film theater which is sort of ended up being an interesting thing within 2020 now that we kind of can't go see live theater it's yeah. kind of a funny time to release um but yeah, so it's, we're excited about it. It just came out a few weeks ago and have had a really nice, fun release and it's, it's nice to get people to see it. It's on
0: Amazon and, um, and Vimeo. Awesome. I'm so inclined to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure we like plug it do all that good stuff. Thank you. So, so during the creative process, did you ever question yourself and your decisions with the tone you were taking with it, with uh why like while shooting and also in post-production so yeah i mean it's it was a long
1: process we we started out with a kickstarter um raised the money to make the film but we shot uh we had a three-day production schedule and shot the whole movie beginning and was was twenty thousand dollars which is like zero dollars <laughs> for a movie <laughs> by the time you pay everyone and um, yeah. so there was there was a lot of adjusting initially we we sort of had plans to do more like individual short films and we moved more towards the one location theater concept in realizing our budget and stuff and actually it ended up being better um you know happy accidents just because we have these great actresses um and i would never have wanted to cut away from their performances for these short films so it, it just wouldn't have worked out as it was and it's funny actually when people watch it and they don't know anything about it a lot of times they think it's a documentary because the actors are so good.
0: Oh. Like
1: that's the best compliment
0: ever. That's the dream.
1: Yeah, and it's it's fun. You know, it's got that like stand up special vibe and I think um it's just sort of interesting. Like I was saying that this year um that it's come out, you know, at a time when when people can't go to theater because it's like and I'd love to see more kind of indie theater find its way to film, and I think that there is, like, a space for that, that, like, film theater gets a bad uh, rep, but I think there's a better way to do it, maybe we're, yeah. like, figuring something out, um, but yeah, also in terms of, like, because I, um, like, questioning myself, definitely during production, during post-production, we had, like, two and a half years of post-production, <laughs> which mostly was just money. And money versus time where like, because I wasn't able to pay people their like normal rates, like they, I was like, okay, if you are able to do this, like, it's totally fine for you to do it on your own schedule. Let's Mm -hmm. just make it work. And that was kind of how we, we worked it. But so so there would be like a lot of time in between where it was like, just me trying to figure out, okay, how am I like putting all this together? And I definitely, there were points where uh, I was like, what did I get myself into (laughs) uh and when we were shooting too like there was a day i think like Mm. maybe like the second day of production i had to go and like get props from target and, like, craft services, which I was in charge of. So, like, getting all the food together for everyone. And it was just, like, I had a friend who who lived nearby where we were shooting. And I was like, please come pick me up and, like, help, help me, like, get this stuff. And I just, like, I had a breakdown in their oh. car. I was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I just don't, I, like... There's like fifty people shooting in this theater right now and I feel responsible for all of them. And it wasn't like anything in particular was going wrong. We actually had a very smooth, like three in and out twelve hour days of shooting that, that we were never behind at wow, any point. So I don't I don't know why. Well that's <laughs> yes, that's all to mm. my crew and my cinematographer and everyone we worked with was fantastic mm. our actors. There was not like a problem. Person at all, I think I was just stressed. It was like this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm excited, but I also want everything to go smoothly, and you know, it's just it's a lot when you feel responsible for that many people at once. And it it was really the first time that I kind of had that experience, Mm -hmm. and I think now I've like eased into not being stressed out by it. But there was definitely a moment where I was like. Whoa. <laughs> There's <laughs> We're, a lot going on here that yeah. I am responsible for.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you how did you push through those those feelings of doubt of of just being like overwhelmed? Well, even even though it was half good overwhelmed, but half like, is this even the right thing? Yeah, you know, I think it like I said, it was there wasn't really anything going wrong. So I think it was
1: more just me dealing with my own stuff. And maybe that's like that imposter syndrome type thing, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, not really just, just the feeling. Sometimes when there's a lot going on and you're excited about something, you get like freaked out. It's like when you first fall in love with someone and you're like, oh no, (laughs) like all of a sudden (laughs) something's wrong. It's like you're excited, you know, it's like that weird thing. Um, So I think it was more that and more me just like, understanding that everything was fine and that I just needed to like, let it be that way. Mm. Um, And I think part of like getting over that imposter syndrome is that as a producer, you're able to focus and get excited about other people Mm. and looking outside of yourself really helps get past those feelings. Mm. Like one of the um, actresses in this, uh, Lauren Castle, who is our youngest um, cast member. It was her first time ever on film. And it was it was so exciting. She like totally nailed it and she was so excited and like just really grateful and pumped about the whole thing. And and there were definitely times in the process where I would like think of her and be like, okay, I'm doing this for her. She was so, you know, just like that enthusiasm like mm. really can push someone else through the feelings of fear or, you know, frustration. Just, yeah exciting to see somebody else get to do what they want to do and and um you know hope that it down the road helps her do more of what she wants
0: to do absolutely that's always that is such a great (laughs) distraction or reassurance at the same time because that's somebody who is not part of production doesn't have any attachment other than being an actor not that that's not an attachment, but sure. you know, it's not her baby. It's not her project. And she's yeah. so excited about this thing that you're doing. So it's, it's, you're like, okay, we're, we're okay. It's good. We're, we're fine. Somebody's
1: had a good experience. And so there's, there's worth here for sure.
0: <laughs> that's very true. Is there someone in the industry that you admire on and off set? Uh, Reese Witherspoon is big for me, uh, because I just love,
1: she's a great actress. She's fun. I love all her movies, but she's also moved into production and is doing really cool things. I think for, for women in the industry. And, uh, we also share a birthday and her real first name is Laura. So oh, I think we should be best friends. I think so too. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why we're not having like a mint brunch. julep right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's 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 hysterical you know she's someone that I think the first thing I saw her in sweet Alabama right that was that that Mm -hmm. was like her her first really big one or am I am I crazy I don't know the
1: timeline like I'm trying to remember when Legally Blonde would have come out versus that but it was all Mm -hmm. the same kind of era Uh yeah Uh yeah Oh, no, she's, she's, she's so
0: cute. She's so talented. She I, yeah, she's really I, it's interesting
1: because she kind of started out in that sort of like young ingenue vibe and she's been able to really oh my transition gosh. throughout her career, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, anyone who can grow continually and like evolve as an artist is just a plus in my book. <laughs> yeah, she's fun. So do you have anything new in the works?
1: Uh, So this summer, uh, the same woman who wrote uh, to the new girl and I worked on a little micro short called The Echo. Um, It's a little animated film that we made during like April, I want to say. So like the height Hmm. of the quarantine. Um, So everything was very uh, remote. Um, We worked with voice actors and, and that was really fun because I felt like it was nice to give actors something to do um during that period there was like so little to audition for we had so many auditions um which is great because I still have them all you know on on tape for later things Mm. and um you know I just felt good I could kind of tell from the auditions that people were just happy to have something to do you know so it made me feel like okay I'm glad that we did this right now um and that's been at a couple of um short film festivals and there's another one coming up in September um the Da Vinci Film Festival that's going to um so that has been really fun Mm. um just and also kind of funny Sam and I keep laughing because we spent like four years working on To The New World and then we did this short in like one week and it's going to all these film festivals (laughs) and stuff at the same time as as this other thing so it's just kind of funny like the way that it's a short so it's a totally different thing but we were just laughing like it's amazing how Just different projects that work different ways yeah Um, and then as far as what's coming up it's hard to know right now I think Mm -hmm. um just because I don't uh, I don't know yeah (laughs) I have friends I have one of the actors actually who's in to the new girl is a producer of faith-based films and she just shot a film in Georgia um and they they did it with SAG so they had to follow all of the rules they had a a rapid testing machine and they had a COVID officer and they you know they they did it like legit um and and that was amazing and really made me hopeful to see but uh it is hard to find like okay what what's safe what's the right project to kind of like push for right now I don't think I would try to shoot anything until next year
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: just knowing like the budget I would probably be working with but yeah right now it's mostly about we have a Couple of things that we're working on in terms of scripts and ideas, um, and then it's about finding funding to um, move forward. Hopefully next year right. or something else.
0: With um with the SAG required restrictions, how how much does that affect your overall budget?
1: Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I don't know if I, I don't want to like speak to her film, but I know that they spend a pretty significant amount of money on getting the, uh, the testing Mm
0: -hmm. done.
1: Um, So, and you know, they, they were lucky to have the budget. They've been working for a long time in the industry and have Mm -hmm. had the budget to do it. Um, But it, you wouldn't want to be putting anybody in a position where they're feeling compromised or unsafe. So I think that's the only way to do it is to have that rapid testing and actually yeah. I think they've changed the rules so that you now have to have the lab tests but um a lot which are not rapid you have to wait a few days I think to get the results mm-hmm. but a lot of the actors on their set I know wanted to continue with the rapids because it, they were felt more comfortable knowing immediately which I understand you know in like 15 minutes if anyone has it um and so I think there's going to have to be like a hybrid of that because for people's comfort level, I can understand wanting to know right away. Right, Um, And hopefully we're just like out of this (laughs)
0: by next spring. I don't, I don't know.
1: I've noticed,
0: Um, I've noticed in New York, a lot of the calls, um, are, are saying things like, um, they'll pay, they'll, pay you to go get the test but it has to be by this like on this specific day can't be before can't be after but then there's still three days for you to be exposed or other people to be exposed so I see what you're saying with it being a very a very tricky situation there because money is obviously a factor Mm -hmm. with having the rapid tests because when you have the lab tests, it's you know, they're free, and then you just pay your actor 70 bucks to go take it, but right. then...
1: Uh... Yeah. A lot of the things I'm seeing here are saying that they will put someone up in a hotel, so they'll take a test, they have to stay in a hotel that night, and then they have to take a second test the next day, and then I think they go to shoot. Wow. Um, so it's like you're getting two tests, and they can't go anywhere in between, you know, is the idea. Yeah. Um, but- Interesting it's all also, I think, changing, you know, every week you hear new information or the tests kind of change. And so it's like, I don't think anybody really knows (laughs) the complete right thing to do. Um, and it's, it's hard. I understand that it's, I think it's a gray area. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who works in public health in Chicago and, and she was saying, I think what's really difficult about this whole situation for people is that it is not black and white and everyone is trying to make it black and white like whichever side of the like argument you're on um and it's just neither of those things it's like how do we safely figure out (laughs) how to continue life like (laughs) you can't you can't go one way or the other Mm -hmm. um so it's it is uh it's definitely an interesting time to try and figure and people are being really creative you know I have friends that are in theater one of our directors for um new girl has been doing like zoom plays
0: so people are making it work but it's tough yeah it's absolutely absolutely tough it's a it's it's a tricky situation especially in industries that require a lot of people for one shot of one person like yeah. you just yeah. it's hard to get around that well then you think about you know, uh, this advent of, like, intimacy coordinators on sets
1: has happened in the last couple of years, and now that is, that job is going to become even more important because you, how do you shoot a love scene? I even heard that they were talking about, um, for soap operas, using the spouses of the actors for, for love scenes. Interesting. <laughs> but then well, I was cracking up about that because then, like, when this is over, is the spouse, like, well... I mean I can still do that like <laughs> why do you have to kiss that actress they let me do it before with you so
0: <laughs> that's wow. gonna get
1: tricky down the road oh yeah.
0: super tricky I don't know what about like mouth guards and like nose plugs I don't know like <laughs> right right <laughs> how do we Masked kissing? Dental. yeah yeah weird mask <laughs> kissing oh my gosh yeah oh what my gosh do Well, what is something that you've been doing to keep yourself from spiraling while everything is so up in the air right now?
1: Yeah, I've been lucky that I had this finished project that was coming out this summer. Um, Mm. So releasing to the new girl has been, uh, you know, a nice thing to have during this time. Now that that's over, I have to figure out something else to do with myself. Um, but also I've been working out a lot, like Mm. very consistently which was not normal for me (laughs) so at least it's like given me some sort of you know personal advancement I guess yeah and walking oh my gosh walking so much everywhere I'm lucky that I live in a a city that has like a ton of good walking space and no Mm. really no one around so it's that's Mm. been a nice thing it's been too hot for a reason but most of the quarantine I have been doing like five miles
0: a day. You gotta get one of those little fan misters that yes. Yes. just walk around with
1: that. I used to have one of those when I was in like middle school. Yeah. I used to run track and I had one of
0: those. You gotta dig it out. You gotta find it. You gotta find oh, it. Oh, I don't know. I
1: definitely would have thrown that <laughs> <laughs>
0: one.
1: I don't have to like go go to Target and get a new one.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they're they're in the like what, summer, summer activity section, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kitty pools and fans. And and fan misters. (laughs) (laughs) Is is there something that you've accomplished in your career so far that you're particularly proud of?
1: Um, Yeah. I think just putting this production company together that is focused on getting women into not just like more positions both in front of and behind the camera, but especially that in this last project that we worked on, it was like, I want to say almost everyone who was the head of their like particular department's first feature film. Mm. So that was really exciting. And it's been nice um, to like hear down the road that it helped them book something else or is that like our our cinematographer who's been a friend of mine for a long time was we were talking we did like a little online release party the other week and she was saying it's really hard to get that first feature sometimes and like it's like an actor you know um you've got to get like your co-star to get your guest star and get your guest star to get your recurring like it's it's that Mm -hmm. same sort of like and it it can be like chicken before the egg for anybody in entertainment, because if somebody isn't willing to give you the chance, or they don't have the funds or whatever, it, it just doesn't happen. Right. right. Um, and so she was saying like, Oh, you know, I've gotten interviews in the last, since the film was released that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And, and that to me is like the most exciting thing. Mm. So that I'm definitely the most proud of that, of like helping other people get to do what they want to do. Cause I know how frustrating it
0: is yeah. when you're not
1: doing what you want to do.
0: Yeah. What's the name of your production company? So new girl pictures, new girl pictures. So named after the film. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Awesome. So did, did that come about because of the creation of the, of the film? Yes. Yeah. So we,
1: um, my friend, Samantha Mocker, who wrote to the new girl and I formed this production company as a result of, of making this project and knowing that we were going to do other things down the road. So um, yeah, it's fun. That's We've known each other forever since we were like 14
0: too so gosh that's a good friend that's the kind of friends you need you know we went through catholic high school together so we can survive anything (laughs) you could survive anything totally anything (laughs) you know it's and it's always nice to create with people that have seen you in so many different seasons of your life because they know they know your tendencies and they know like hey this is probably not a good idea because you tried yeah. that before. <laughs> yeah, we're really more like sisters at this point than, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs>
1: we know each other a long time.
0: <laughs> well, before we get to our last two questions that flew by, um, is there anything else that you would like to add where we can find you, keep track of your projects, anything we didn't touch on, a good joke? <sighs>
1: Uh, I'm not sure I have any good jokes I'm not very funny
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true you've been funny this whole time
1: I'm not funny on purpose <laughs> oh <laughs> stand-up would be the thing that would scare me the most out of anything oh, yeah. um but yes find uh to the is where you can find the movie if you want to find out about the production company that's newgirlpictures.com and then If you want to find out about me, it's laurahunterdrago.com. So just all the things.com.
0: All the (laughs) things.com.
1: And I'm on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff.
0: Under the same search my
1: name. All the same
0: stuff. (laughs) It's
1: all all there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the show. First, what is your second favorite color?
1: Okay, so can I ask why you want the second favorite?
0: Cause everyone asks what your first favorite color is. <laughs> no one asks what your second favorite color is. That'd be different. No,
1: I like, it. <laughs> um,
0: I'm, gonna, I'm going with
1: purple. Why purple? Um, because it was, so I went to summer camp every year when I was little. And that was like my team's t-shirt color. Like you have like <laughs> these like tribes they put you in. Um, so I always just really liked purple but red is my actual favorite color
0: <laughs> love red love red also purple I have purple hair of, of yeah, course I love and purple it looks amazing oh, thank you <laughs> if people are only listening you can't see that I did a hair toss that's why I made the voice it's fine <laughs> don't worry about it alright and last what in your opinion is the best part of being a woman Uh, I think that the best part
1: is that whether we choose something like motherhood or not, that we, like women are inherently creators. Mm. Um, And I think that that's something that's sort of like intrinsic to all of us. um, And we have those like maternal instincts. Like I don't have children, but I feel like I've like put that energy into things like my production company and helping Mm. other women do things. And I just think we all have a natural facility for that. Right. Um, which is something I think is really cool. It is. That's a great answer. I have to tell you, uh, that I think the reason I found you, uh, on Twitter was that the herstory name because a really good friend of mine from middle school was talking about how I used to write on all of my history papers in middle school, story at the top. Like I, I would refused to write history. <laughs> it was like a thing that I had. Oh my gosh. All of middle school. So.
0: Oh like my gosh. Name. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kismet. That's so funny. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Maybe, I, huh? I, I, Love that, yeah. yeah. I've we've had people ask us, like, why her story? And we're like, do you get the joke? Do you get the mm-hmm. pun? Mm-hmm. Also, I've said this a few times, so like before, so it's gonna be a little repetitive to people listening, but it's fine. I'm gonna say it again. Appa- it's not gonna be repetitive to me, so. exactly, right? <laughs> Who cares? So, um, I recently found a statistic so women make up more than 50% of the global population, yet we are only responsible, in quotes, for 3% of recorded history.
1: Jesus. See, this is why <laughs> we just all have to keep, keep on keeping on. Yeah, because that's,
0: that's just not anything, right? I, that's not, listen, that's not how I, the I world works. <laughs> I believe it.
1: I believe it. It's just unbelievable. It's
0: <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But that's what, you know, that's what the show's here for, to document all of these women.
1: Well, I applaud you for that. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. Um, I just had the best time, and I can't wait to see all of the projects that that you have coming out. I mean, um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch *To the New Girl yet, but it is already Aww. queued up on our on our Amazon Prime. So, oh, thank you. I hope uh, you enjoy it. It's ready to watch. Um <laughs> And thank you listeners for tuning in again. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends. It really helps the podcast keep growing. You can follow our social medias, um Instagram at women of her story podcast twitter at the her story pod you can visit our website of herstory.com to find all kinds of new content there's noise happening outside my door um and until next week be safe stay healthy and show the world what you're made of This is
1: a New York Glitch production. You are the (laughs) worst.